The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Hello listeners and welcome to this, the 11 years of foot special. Yes, on March the 19th, Ultimate Team celebrated its 11th birthday. I've brought on this week's guests who will be giving their gameplay insights in the Extra Time podcast to add to what we built on last year to bring their thoughts on FIFA 18, FIFA 19, the players they enjoyed, the players that you as the community enjoyed as well in there. As you may have noticed, this is a very long podcast. If you want the new stuff which adds on from last year, then that's about an hour and 17 minutes in. The rest of it, though, is really good and lots of people really enjoyed it. So if you haven't heard it or you want to recap, then do go through it again. There are some handy timestamps to help you through it in the description of this podcast. And I should also point out, obviously, Steve's back on this podcast because it was recorded with him last year. I, like many of you, miss having Steve on the podcast, so it's great to hear him on it again. And I should remind everyone, basically, he had to go help out family members in autumn time and decided at that point, I guess, that it was the right time to just take basically an indefinite break from the foot scene. I am hopeful that he may return and it will be a pleasure to welcome him back to the pod if and when he does come back. But it's great to have him back in this one. We've also got Chewboy and Tom Mills as well. And in terms of bringing things up to date, we've got Japes. Hello, how's it going? Very good, thanks. Yes, looking forward to this. And we've got Alex as well. Hello, FIFA analyst. Hello there, how are you all doing? Great, yes, great to have you on the pod. Right, let's rewind and get into this flashback. 10 years of foot special, and we'll join you again in about an hour and 17 minutes. Hello, and welcome to a foot birthday special. It's 10 years of foot, so we found the closest thing to an EA employee we could get it's chew boy oh god and steve is of course another guest on this pod but i'll let you introduce our next guest as i know you're an especially big fan it would be my pleasure ben yeah the other guest on today's podcast is tom mills the creator of the free pack project the youtube show which really first got me watching youtube content so great honor for me to meet tom how are you doing mate very good thank you that's um, very high praise now. It's, I haven't put an episode out for about two years, so I suppose you're just re-watching the old ones. Still remembered fondly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Free Pat Project came out on Foothead's YouTube, and you worked for some time as sort of Foothead News, I guess. Um, kind of like the, the precursor to Luke Zimmerman, who we've had on the pod. So you're kind of the Luke Zimmerman beta then? Yeah, they were just sort of trying it out with <laughs> us, and then they got an American in to do it properly. <laughs> Before we get into a bit of nostalgia and um, one thing we did here was another previous employee of EA Christoph Lebrun who 
Jude, do you know exactly what he did at EA? Because I'm not quite sure. I think it was something to do with content creation for Foot. Uh, yeah, he was the the producer, the main producer on content for Ultimate Team up until 13, maybe like launch at 13 or right before 13 he left. But he was like the producer. He was like the main dev person I worked with when I first got there. Yeah, that makes sense. And so he tweeted out today saying, a little over nine years ago, I pushed out the first... FIFA Ultimate Team Inform instantly erasing the base version of the player as I forgot yeah, to make yeah, a copy yeah. first. Yeah, that... Um, good times. That sounds like the early days, yep. <laughs> Which is kind of funny considering, um, you know, still mistakes today after last night, wasn't it? Um, that, uh, was it Bergkamp was released as Clivert or perhaps the other way around? Um, a minor issue really um, compared to completely erasing a player from the database, but I um, thought that was quite funny and a good thing to bring up at this time. But yeah, we've had now 10 years of foot since... 09 when it first came out and in that first game we only saw a couple of months of it did anyone here actually play for in in fifa 09 too no i was actually so i was actually playing pez at that time pez 07 pez 08 and then i took a break <sighs> from sports games and i was playing mostly call of duty to be honest with you and like stuff like mm. mass effect rock band i was really into rock band um and yeah i didn't come back until 11 slash 12 mainly 12 so i actually took a, mm. a break from fifa at that point so i should was not there i was i was not an og foot founder as uh, yeah i have to admit as well i didn't play in that first year i mean it was it was almost like a beta it was quite different to how foot was the year after there was a lot of kind of sticker book related stuff which i believe i don't know whether i'm right about this too that they moved away from that model because of maybe rights conflicts with Yes. Was it Panini or something like that? They, they had yeah. to move away from that. Yeah, it was Panini. That's why they don't really like to call it cards, you know, stuff like that, and like have a sticker book. Yeah, because, they have to call them know, items, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like Panini will be like, oh, but we're the official sticker book of the Premier League, you know? So it's like, oh, you guys are doing mm. a digital sticker book. So I think that's why they uh, they, they, they venture mm. away from that. But Tom, did you end up getting on it on that first? Uh, I know I did because my account tells me that I did. And I've got some uh, 09 players were, were in generations when um, when that was a thing uh, on the web app. But oh, is there no more generations? Yeah, generations isn't here this year, which made this particular oh. episode much harder because I couldn't just go look in generations. Yeah, that's what, what I went to do was just to go and have a little look through that, but it's not there. Um, but yeah, no 09, I uh, have wow. very little memory of it. I've barely logged into the web app. I just realised I always use the phone app though. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. And I think when they completely redesigned the web app so that it yeah, it's quite different. Yeah, it wasn't great. They, yeah, they, I, I think, I think was it was it seven, 17, was it? Yeah. And, and I think, obviously, I can see why, you know, maybe not that many people did it, but it was great to be able to, you know, I do it almost once a year, go back and have a look at what players I'd owned in the past and, and see which ones are good. And that's exactly what we're actually going to go and do now. We tweeted out asking you to send in your flashbacks from the past and uh, you got in touch in your hundreds. I mean, we literally had hundreds of replies to that tweet. So uh, it, it took a lot of scrolling to get through them all. A lot of looking at very sweaty players. I have to say, like the the calibre of player. I was expecting mainly, you know, big high-rated cards, but it was mainly... The likes of Wellington and uh, No <laughs> yeah, oh, and, well, and, no. oh my yeah. god, I hate it was a, the most. Yeah, oh, it was no. it was quite something. But what I'm going to do for this section because I've got my own hit list, I'm going to hand over to Steve. He's going to take on his first hosting job um, at the Foot Weekly podcast. Steve, take it away. Thanks very much, Ben. What could possibly <laughs> no, go yeah, wrong? I mean, take the reins. <laughs> 
Uh, let's start with FIFA 10 then. Does does anybody have a particular card from FIFA 10 that they'd like to discuss? There's one that we got suggested quite a few times, and that is, uh, and Chu, I'm sure you appreciate this one as well, Gabby Abonlahor. I mean, oh, the <laughs> just the, the, there's a shiver down my spine just thinking of him. There's actually a video on YouTube I found uh, researching for this pod um, where someone got about 20,000 views just buying them off the market and discarding them. So that is the kind of uh, hatred. But yeah, Chu, <laughs> what was your... What was your choice? Actually, no, I didn't get into Ultimate Team until 12. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, 10 and 11, uh, not applicable for me, but I do remember Bon Lahore. He, even in FIFA 12, he, I think FIFA 12 was his peak. I would yeah, say. yeah, we'll probably get right, to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other player that I wanted to raise is uh, Johan Gorkuf. He was going to be the next Zidane. People thought a lot of him. And there's this ridiculous goal that um, you can look up if you search Gorkuf versus PSG where he does some outrageous kind of two skills to get around two players and and does this outside the foot shot into the top corner but not long after that uh, he got this um, special card on um, FIFA 10 and this is his first upgrade and weirdly back then they didn't look like informs they had no visual difference to regular cards but you got a plus four on his card from an 84 to an 88 Uh, he got a plus 10 on his heading he got like plus I think it was plus six on his shooting but yeah I didn't play that game that much but I remember bits um, and pieces. I think I was more interested in other modes at that time. Uh, like it sounds like you were as well, Tom. Mine was um, Van Persie um, for FIFA 10, just because. United, United Legend. Was that an it was, yeah, well, then it was obviously. Yeah, um, less the United Legend. Actually, it was quite funny looking at it again today, just because. I mean, it was unheard of really to see an Arsenal player with that high rating at that time. So <laughs> I was, uh, I was quite pleased with that. And also, um, the two players that the public wanted to pick out were Pato um, this is sent in by Rick Burson he had a triple 90 90 pace 90 shooting and 90 dribbling which looks really nice um, and also a man who is not particularly well known now but um, an Argentinian who played for Marseille called Lucho Gonzalez don't know if anyone's, mm, anyone remembers yeah, him remember. yeah um, sent in by Craig on Twitter he had an 87 rated card which just looked like the kind of perfect I guess you know register holding midfield player 80 pace 80 dri- 86 dribbling 85 shooting 88 passing uh, 74 defence as well so yeah really really nice card caught quite a few um, shouts for David Villa as well in the uh, in the comments yeah of course FIFA yeah, yeah. right I think we're we're probably ready to move on for sure, all very much before my time, I should add, so I can't really contribute a great deal to this this section of the discussion, which is probably why it's a great idea for me to host it, Ben, I'd imagine. I can kind of see where you're going with this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, move on to uh, to FIFA 11. Ben, which cards would you uh, would you like to talk about from FIFA 11? Well, so the first one I've done this especially for you, because I wanted to keep you interested at this stage, was uh, Darren Bent. Sund- mm, Sunderland uh-huh. card at the time. I went about, for some reason, building an England team to start with, and uh, while that didn't go great... Darren Ben was a pretty compromise, like good poacher. He, he got better, I think, in, in future years, but he had sort of 88 pace, um, 80 shooting, and uh, pretty average dribbling, to be honest. And it's weird in this time, basically, defence included strength. I think that's right, too. It's basically, any time before physical was on the cards, it was heading, and so strength was included in defence. So you had strikers with like surprisingly high defending stats. Um, so mm. he had like 67 defending or something. But yeah, he, he was really good. Did, uh, did cards have loyalty in them days, Ben? I think they did actually. I think loyalty has always been in the game. Okay. Any 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 reason okay. to disagree? I would imagine that was maybe a bit of a problem for Bent. That's all. Sunday, <laughs> nobody else will get it. Let's move on. Um, oh, one more player, Alex. Um, this guy who isn't very well known played for Fenerbahce at the time. 
played there a long time. He's a Brazilian. So long that he, I think, became a Turkish citizen. And this was in like the later years of his career already. And this is FIFA 11. But he had this ridiculous card with 81 pace, 91 shooting, 90 passing, 95 dribbling. I mean, he's an 88 rated card. And uh, he was unbelievable on the ball. But the weird thing about him is because back then, the only way you could gain coins was from like uh, playing single matches. Um, he literally cost, I think, 80,000 coins. And he was one of the best cards on the game at that point. So, yeah, a weird different time in foot. Cool. And how about the rest of you guys? I mean, Chu, you weren't playing at this point still, am I right? Yep, was not playing. Okay, so difficult to go to you for anything. Tom, how about you? So, I've got a pair. Um Inform Musa Sal. That was the first inform I ever mm. packed in any FIFA, which nice. sort of got me thinking, well, I need to build an entire team around this player because it was still a bit of a thing. Um, I think it was even like an achievement for getting it back, uh, for packing an inform back then. It was like quite tricky because there were tons around. Um, mm. I ended up pairing him up front with Nicholas and Elka. So that was mm-hmm. those two. I'd like to think I wreaked a lot of havoc with them, but probably didn't. Benefit <laughs> of hindsight. And uh, we also had uh, two suggestions. Uh, honestly, like most of the suggestions for FIFA 11 were silver players because Brazil Silvers back then were starting to take off. And we had a guy called Marlos, and this was suggested by Lambo Matt, who uh, actually, Tom, you'll probably remember the host yeah, of Footstop. Matt well. OG. He suggested Marlos, who is a Brazilian. Um, he was playing for Sao Paulo at the time. And uh, he had 86 pace, 86 dribbling. This is on a 74 rated silver. And wow, yeah, he, he was he had five-star skills. He was basically um, messy with five-star skills, but silver, it was really, really good. Um, and then you also had Giov- Giovanni. I think he played for Hull. Is that right, Steve? You probably know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. Yeah, that definitely So at this point, he was at San Jose Earthquakes, I think. And he had 80 pace, 81 shooting, and 77 dribbling. Again, this is a 73 rated um, silver card. He had outstanding free kicks. Um, pretty much felt impossible not to score free kicks with him. Um, I think that comes from Craig, who suggested Lucho, actually. So thanks to Craig for putting him in. Also, that year was uh, the infamous 48 rated Wallace and Troll. I'm sure Chu, you've come across this around. Yeah, that was uh, Craig LeBron's idea. I remember that. Yeah. And that, he... was, that was 13, wasn't it? Apparently, it was FIFA. Was it 13 or 12? Uh, FIFA 11? No. Apparently it was oh, FIFA it was 11. 11? Oh, okay. I think so. Okay, no, Felipe Melo was FIFA 13. Yeah, that was the goalkeeper, Felipe Melo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the 48 rated Wallison was because apparently Wallison didn't get an inform. Loads of people were really annoyed about it because he scored from 48 yards. And so the idea was they gave him a 48 rated card as a bit of a joke. And they uh, basically completely nerfed all his other stats down to like below 30. So he's basically unusable apart from his shooting, which was like 88. Um, so yeah, um, a little fun fact, which I don't think you really see anymore in foot. I'm assuming, you know, with your very realist hat on, Steve, you probably wouldn't really want to see that. Uh, no, probably best not to get me started on that <laughs> subject again. I, I think we know my views on that one by now. <laughs> um, okay, right, so... Let's move on um, quite predictably to uh, foot 12. Oh, here we and go. Start with Tom this time. Tom, what what can you tell us about foot 12? Which cards particularly floated your boat that That year? was when I went full all out on the Brazilian front. So, um, Nilmar is going to be uh, my shout, who mm-hmm. you will have seen come up in that 
in that re- replies to that Twitter post there. No more, no more was such a dick, but I hate that. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to enlarge on that too? <laughs> that card, that card, that card on Wellington used to abuse me so bad, man. Oh mm. my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, in what in what way was it so abusive? Then was it a bit like the sort of the Musa from from FIFA 16, 17? Did it just have the sort of BS factor? It was just the the pure sweat. I mean, that was back in the time where like just sweat was real, you know, like. Like pace like, was the important stat, wasn't it? That it was yeah, it was, much it. it was like when the striker was away from the defenders, like there's nothing you could do. And Nilmar and Wellington could just do that. They just had this like acceleration that once they're gone, they're gone. And people remember back in the day, that was over the top through balls. That's all it was. So people mm. just spam over top through balls. And if, if those two guys are gone, like there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and that was also probably in the days of like the kickoff glitch or you know when you could just use to through ball it from kickoff and players would be on goal it was it was a mad time and so my suggestion um for this year was uh dede i don't know if people remember him but dede the center back yeah as net called him and uh dede Bauer, i think some people called him he was, he was 81 pace 81 defending h2 heading on a 78 rated center back he was playing at vasco da gamma at the time um dede was like for some reason one of my favorite players throughout this period because he always had really good cards he was really good on the ball even though he was like six foot three or four and really really strong and uh, i used to do this thing where you could customize the formation in game and you can actually have a sweeper position and because everyone was obsessed with through balling it through your defense and and uh like basically it felt like it was pointless having an offside defensive line if you like so a flat back four so what i did was like have him as a sweeper behind the defense which actually worked really well i, I couldn't often be bothered to set him up as a sweeper because you had to go into the in-game menus to do it but when i did it was pretty effective another brazilian player at that time felipe santana do people remember him oh god the yeah goal. yeah he was crazy so he played for dortmund um and and him and dede i think you often saw those guys in a back three um and then he had that david luis as well didn't he um, I don't know what that was. Was, was that 12 or 13? Oh, that might have been 13, actually. I think. Oh, yeah, that was 13. You're right, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, 13 was 3-5-2. Yeah, yeah, you're right. FIFA 12 hadn't quite taken off. Uh, a player that actually, a suggestion comes from um, Horace, former co-host, um, was uh, Andre Santos, the Arsenal left back. He had ridiculous. <laughs> he had ridiculous long shots. He was only in the game for about, I don't know, uh, well, only in, I don't think he was in the game for very long. He definitely wasn't Arsenal very long. He was otherwise average but just could hammer in a shot and this was back when people rocking a non-rare team became started to become a real thing um, at this point um, and the final one from you guys sending them in is ollie sent in morales kevin morales obviously then went to everton but back then he was at olympiacos and he i think this is right i don't know if you remember this he got upgraded to five star weak foot for an inform um, or something like that so he had five star weak foot four star skills and this card is 82 rated bear in mind and he had 92 uh, 90 pace 91 shooting 86 dribbling uh, 70 passing and 72 heading so n- not the best apart from that 90 pace and 91 shooting but 86 dribbling as well it was a really really good card um, yeah I saw that re- in, pop up in the replies and it was sort of a little bit hard to believe yeah <laughs> it was just 82 rated it didn't it yeah. just didn't look quite right yeah it was bizarre well, worth pointing out quickly, that was the first um, 99 rated card for, or item, sorry. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, It was Messi. Yeah, record breaker. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember launching that. That was a very interesting, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was a very interesting time. Yeah, it just stood out to me because it was the first 99 rated, and then that didn't happen again for another couple of years. Um, yeah. That's something else that's probably worth discussing over all of this is how much lower the sort of the the stat ceiling was 
I guess it's probably now just with like how much we see in terms of content, but uh, you just you 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 get to you race to ninety nine quite quickly now. Whereas back then it was that was a huge deal. I mean, it's look at looking at the card though, Tom. Actually, I mean, it is it's literally ninety nine pace. Yeah, I can't remember what the occasion was. Ninety nine dribbling. Um, it's, um, I don't think we've seen a card like that recently. No, you wouldn't probably get away with that now. <laughs> um, the one thing though around that kind of skill or ceiling or whatever it's quite interesting because before in the early days of fifa basically you used to have informs would hardly go up in rating but their stats would increase loads so that's why morales got such a ridiculous card right because you'd only yeah. go up like one each time but the stat boost would be way more than one so that was quite fun actually and back then you got to remember that everyone was playing like single matches where you could see the opposition's rating in the loading screen so if you had ridiculous players who were actually really low rated but had outstanding in-game ability it was really useful because it appeared like your team wasn't very good but when you played them obviously they'd suddenly come up against really really quality cards who were low rated and that's why i think brazil silvers really became a thing because they were really low rated but you in single matches you know people would match up against you thinking that you were i don't know just a, a bad player sort of thing and obviously uh you'd uh you'd smash them hmm. so chu is there anybody that you'd like to talk about from from fifa 12 uh fifa 12 was um Man, that was so. That was uh, you know when I first started working at EA, I came halfway through the year, so I came like um, maybe like a couple months before team of the season. Um, so you know, I actually ran with a lot of silvers and MLS, but I would say just my biggest memory of twelve was just the the trifecta, the Premier League trifecta of I think it was Ashley Young on the left, Walcott on the right, and mm. a Bomahor at ST. I mm. think that was just it for me. That was FIFA 12. That was the that was the beginning of Beast FC. So <laughs> yeah. for me, that was like the most significant. Like every match I played, every other match I played, it would be those three. They were like you know seventy something to eighty something rated. You know, so most people could afford them, and you would just see them every time, and you couldn't stop them because I remember I think I think it was twelve that finesse shots were BS. Like people, people, people act like finesse shots are bad now, which they are. <laughs> but FIFA 12 finesse shots were absolutely broken. Like, and you didn't have to time them back then. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to. People, people forget. Like that's why I find it funny about um, the complaints about finesse shots at the start of this year. Because yo, go back and pay FIFA 12. Because I remember my coworker at, um, at EA uh, at the time. You sitting next to me, Rolla 604. He used to play head-to-head with Bayern Munich. That's his favorite team. And he would have Robin on one side and Ribery on the other side. And if you finesse shot with any of them, it would go in nonstop. And he would win, like, every in-office tournament with just spamming finesse shots <laughs> with Robin and Ribery. So, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what FIFA 12 was all about for me. Crazy to see an Ashley Young card with 93 pace as well. I mean, again, you're talking about the pace abuse, I guess. Mm. Oh, yeah. it was oh, that, that trio was just the ultimate trio. And sorry, I just had one more to add on my own personal choices. Was this Team of the Season Perlo card? It was a 90-rated Juventus card. It had 84 shooting, but obviously outrageous long shots and, and free kicks. That's 95 passing. Decent defending, actually, 77 for a Perlo card. 89 dribbling. Um, and I think the reason why I loved him was because really enjoyed wing play that year and had inform Robinho and inform Lucas Mora, who was back then at Sao Paulo or something. I don't know. He was in the uh, Brazilian league anyway. Um, and he was really, really good for me, just switching the play between the flanks, which was something that um, I was just kind of getting used to and, and pretending that I was all kind of knowledgeable and tactical kind of 
Serie A football hipster and have done ever since. <laughs> That's probably a good place to move on to uh, to FIFA 13 then. Start off with you this time, Tube. Oh, 13. T- tell us your memories of, of FIFA 13. I will tell you as, um, you know, uh, so for the people that might not know, I, I, I was kind of hired to make sense of Ultimate Team. Uh, I was hired in, like I said, FIFA 12. And then, uh, you know, in the interviews, EA said, you know, they've got this new, it's like a young mode that they have. And it's got a lot of potential, but, you know, it's kind of hard to, like, make sense of it all. It's kind of hard to, like, not mass market it, but, you know, just kind of, it's very technical. It's very hard to get, you know, the average person to understand what's going on and get into it versus, you know, the super hardcore fans. Um, so that was my job to come and, like, make, you know, the average Joe want to play fought and get into it. And then also, uh, they remember, I remember them telling me that the, our community is kind of intense and I kind of laughed. But yeah, no, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are my, my main things to, um, that I was, I was forced to do. And I will say the 13 is probably the most important ultimate team because as cool as the crazy stuff that happened, like, you know, bef- like in 10, 12, you know, this guy's getting a 48 and this guy, we're going to give this guy plus 10 and then, but he's going to be this rating because he did something crazy. Like, that was all cool. Internally, it was kind of hard to keep track, especially when you're trying to get a global marketing team from, you know, Germany, Spain, Italy to, first of all, they didn't know what Ultimate Team was to explain it to them and then be able <laughs> to know what to expect. So 13 was important because one of the guys, uh, OK Marks, who's probably, there's a lot of unsung heroes in, in FIFA Ultimate Team, uh, guys that should be pretty much millionaires based on this game. But OK Marks was a guy who came up with the inform rating system of like, all right, we'll go up plus one each mm. time. You know, maybe team this season, team of the year, will go up like plus five or six. But like, we have to give it some kind of structure. And I think FIFA 13 was just like, you know, we had a new team. That's when uh, Christoph, uh, unfortunately, did leave. So they made a new content team. I was the liaison for marketing with the content team. And that was like the first time we actually like had like a plan. Like we had like, we knew what was coming. We, we, we knew we we're going to do this at this time. We're going to upgrade informs this way. We're going to do that. So 13 was like the, the what you call it, the, the, the blueprint. So, so it was kind I, of like I, real FIFA. I mean, sorry, real it, ultimate team as we know it today. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, people say like the plus ones got boring and stuff like that after a while, which I, I don't disagree, but I think we still needed it to make this platform because we still needed to make the game grow so people could actually love it. So internally, in terms of, I mean, in terms of players, that's what I think. I think that was the first year like I fell in love with like players, like as players in the game. Um mm. And of course, my favorite player of all time in any FIFA is Mayuga the Bazooka, 72 rated silver striker, but yeah. he's the best striker in the game by far. It made no sense. His All his shots went in. And he had his five star weak foot, didn't he? That was the thing, though, didn't he? He, had, he did have yep. five star weak foot, something like that. Five, uh, four star skills, five star weak foot. I think like 92 pace. Just unstoppable. I mean, if you, if you, if you, someone, you know, just started foot last year. And I told you that a silver player was the best <laughs> SD. Literally, like, I would choose him over Ronaldo. I'm not, like, mm. if you ask me to go back and, like, wow. who would you have, Ronaldo, Messi, or Mayuka? I'll say Mayuka because you just know what you're getting. Um, so Mayuka was my favorite player. Uh, and then my second favorite player being Nigerian is uh, Man of the Match, Mikel, uh, who was actually very good, not just because he's Nigerian, but he had the best positioning in terms mm. of, like, 
I remember a problem back then was, you know, everybody's going 3-5-2, but your CDMs would push up a lot and they wouldn't sit deep because you needed to sit deep to stop the over-the-top cheese. And Michael Bazooka would never, like, he just wouldn't pass the halfway line. He just had low high work rates and he would just stay right there, right in the middle every time. Um, so there was him and then I'll just, you know, special shout-outs. I, I'm probably going to go off a little bit because this was just my favorite year of cards. Uh, like you said, David Luiz, Dede the center back, Felipe Santana, mm. the Dortmund trio, Goza, Lewandowski, and Royce in my uh, German 3-5-2. And then Inform Yaya Toure and Inform Sissoko in that year, the two CDMs. Uh, so I would put Man of the Match Mikel and Inform Yaya Toure. And it was a thing in the office at the time. We'll call it the Wall of Africa, <laughs> the CDM, uh, 3-5-2. So, yeah. <laughs> This was when David Luiz he did actually have a CDM card. Was it was it a hero card that he had with CDM positioning? Yeah, those. Um, yeah, the, it was just his his regular gold that was actually a, the centre back. Uh, curiously, so that's interesting because I guess a lot of people mm. wanting that, you know, even better OP David Luiz at centre back, and it never actually came. It was always CDM. Yeah, I mean that card. That yeah. card could like could last a nuclear apocalypse, man. That card was a god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really good. From my memory that year. It's just of this uh, ridiculous... Well, actually, this is something that's, that's a theme across various years, but um, informed Freddie Guarins over the years. Colombian, who obviously is now in the with Chinese league, but he, and he's had an inform this year. With the long shots. Yeah, and his long shots were just always outstanding. And this particular card, he had 77 pace, 83 shooting, 83 passing, 81 dribbling, 80 defense, 77 heading. And that's not an especially outstanding card, but just... He was unbelievable at, at taking long shots and, and scoring free kicks as well, actually. when you, Back in the day when you just sort of like really, really powered those free kicks through. It was really effective. Oh, and then also a guy actually pointed this out on Twitter and it's a player that I used a lot that year um, when messing around with bronze teams. Um, but it was Wellington Silva. It's a Brazilian guy, um, left mid, bronze card. He had 90 pace and 82 dribbling. Absolutely terrible at everything else, but that didn't really matter that year. He was just... It's just godly. Really, really good. Nice. Tom, who have you got? Um, okay, so uh, same really in terms of just picking two stats that were particularly strong and everything else was a write-off. I remember Podolski being really, really handy for me that year. Yeah. So I was still trying to understand like what I was doing with, with squad building and ended up just building an Arsenal team. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it again now, two-star weak foot, three-star skill moves, but 87 pace, 87 shooting, and just uh, well, as long as you're on the strong foot, you're all right, really. And the other one was um, team of the season, Carlos Vela. Because so I think okay. I think we we had it run it as part of a giveaway, and I ended up with that in my club, and thought, well, before I give it away, I'll <laughs> give, I'll, I'll give it a run. And I remember that being uh, that card being very 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 enjoyable. And I think that's probably one of the first team of the season I got to use as well. Just trying to think, who was who was Vela playing for in uh, Real Sociedad? I think. Oh right, he was in the uh, the Spanish league. Yeah, which made it a little bit easier to put into uh, a squad. And the ones from the public, we've got. Um, we mentioned him, I think, earlier. Emenike um, um, at Spartak Moscow, uh, yeah, yeah, ridiculous yeah. card. Um, this is actually suggested by Marcos Gomez, um, the pro player. Um, so shout out to him for for sending us that one. But yeah, so starting he's, to creep into the banter era of fat players, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So actually, these two are both kind of banter era players. So Emenike, ridiculously fast. 
not I want to see had some of the worst passing you'll ever see on a player who was effective in the game and then we also have um, Adele Tarapt in form is an 80 rated card um, there was yeah, a that was decent yeah there was a spate of like really good Moroccan players for a bit with five star skills you had Basufa I think as well he was in the Russian league a few others um, and this one this one was sent in by Brooklyn and uh, another one suggested by quite a few people I think Quinn sent it in was um, Malapa the silver he was this really tanky um, German yeah. guy really really good as well so um, thanks to yeah, yeah, exactly. He was a really good target man. So those were it was really he was one of those players who was just really quick and really strong. And back then, those were the key things. Um, I do wonder though, you know, when we discussed this, whether it would be the same if we'd had something like rivals or champs, whether we would have even been able to deal with using these sort of lesser players um, if we had I, been. I, I don't. In a I don't even like setting. thinking about it. I, I just I, I like to preserve FIFA 13 as it was. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. The idea of. Um, the sweat on top oh. of sweat that that would have been was uh, not something we want to think about. But yeah, I guess we're moving out of FIFA 13 then and into FIFA 14. And I wanted to mention here is where we see a quite significant change. And I guess you, you must have seen this through, but the move to chemistry styles and also the removal of it's the last year of heading being a thing and it becomes physical as well. So it, a, it felt like very much a transitional year. The cards changed. You get more of the kind of crest style. Is that right? Wait, was um, it, wasn't it 15 that got rid of... Uh... It was fifteen that got rid of heading. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I explained. Yeah, I explained it, it. I explained it badly. I, I was saying it's the last year that heading oh, oh, was in the oh, game. Bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the key thing was obviously chemistry styles made a, a difference. I think in that year. Um, and yeah, uh, fourteen is a very important FIFA because for Ultimate Team because that was the first time I believe that the majority of people who bought FIFA played Ultimate Team. So that's when. It was like, mm. internally, it was like, yo, this is the mode now. Because mm. FIFA 12 or 13, like, those of us who were on foot, it was just us trying to convince everybody, like, yo, hey, we're not crazy. This is, like, the best <laughs> mode of all time. And I, I still remember That's a huge this. coincidence, given that that's the year after you were given the responsibility of making that happen, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was... Um, I'll, I'll do your humble bragging for you, mate. Th- thank you. I, I, thank you, because I'm very terrible at it. And the thing is, if you tell the community now, they won't believe you, because they'll just say, I'm a yes man. Um, but, yeah, so FIFA... I remember... My, I think I told a story before on this pod, but, like, my first ever business trip my first ever business presentation was in fifa 12 and the whole my whole job was to convince all the territorial um you know marketing leads and see you know the senior the senior team guys the guys that decide all the marketing in you know germany france italy australia i had to convince them why they should be promoting ultimate team on social media instead of just head to head like I had to convince, like think about that for a second. I had to That's convince so people. Right. <laughs> Doesn't that sound crazy? Like yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to convince them. Like, hey, this is what I do, and it's pretty hype. Like, we should all do it because this mode is sick. Like, I, I promise you guys, this mode is sick. Like, I'm not just making this up. Um, and then 14 was like, whoa, like this thing really is sick. Like, this is the first time that it's been the dominant mode. Um, so yeah. What do you think the driving thing was behind that change? Then, what do you think really was the switch between thirteen and fourteen that caused that? Chew. It, it was. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's the chew effect. The, <laughs> the, the funny thing is that people act like, oh, EA, EA pushed everybody to ultimate team. Like that's they they always want to do that. 
I mean, no, because bro, I used to we used to struggle to get everybody to care about Ultimate Team. Mm. I it was the I won't lie, it was the community that made Ultimate Team what it like popular. Like it was just the fact that it was such a like it, it I mean I know we talk about, you know, the career mode, like everybody has their preference, you know, but it's literally the most interesting mode in the game in terms of like how it connects to the real world and how it can just make you care more about FIFA. And I think 14, launch of 14 was when the community really took off, you know, your Rotorshaws, your Mad HDs, your Batesons, like coming off the end of 13, I think that's when YouTube and all that stuff really kicked off and that was all centered around Ultimate Team and so all that interest then showed EA like, oh, hey, maybe we should push people to this mode and then they push people to this mode. Mm. But to say that like EA had always wanted to like, oh, that's all they cared about, bro, man, <laughs> no, I we we used to struggle to get people to care about Ultimate Team. That's really interesting. I think it's no coincidence either that I think I'm correct in saying this, Tom, that FIFA 14 was the first year when the free pack project was introduced. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm happy to take some of the credit. I mean, you are welcome, Chu. Um, for a couple more years, but yeah, no, yeah, that can't be a coincidence either. I was thinking before you said actually YouTube, it must have been around about the time that that started getting more interesting and obviously more, more content helps more live content and stuff but yeah um i think yeah. youtube probably is is underplayed how much of a part that had yeah um, it was really it was like we didn't know what to do with it but it was like whoa like it's just everybody's talking about fun now um in terms of players um i mean that was the year of a barbo i mean that was the year of you know crossing sweat um Barbo changed, I guess, the complexity of my team. Or that was the first time I reached Division One, just because I put a Barbo in my team. So I have to <laughs> say he's the best player uh, for me. And then I had the Serie A team, and I had this nice team of the season Serie A trio. It was team of the season Pogba from Juve, team of the season Vidal, who was just an animal, and then I think it was team of the season De Rossi, and they I had a four three three defend. And they just used to, like, it was just like the triangle of doom. Like, they just used to, like, suck midfielders in and, like, just spit them out. And that was just, like, my favorite thing. But I think that was the year of Ibra, apparently. Yeah. And the year of Arturo Vidal having a card where he actually had hair as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, uh... Strange thing to see. So, actually, I was thinking, uh... And actually, Tom, are your picks from your series for this year? Oh, it's so hard to remember back to the series from back then. Um, the yeah, Grado stands We're all out. just waiting for you. We're, we're waiting for you to, to pick the year where Mario Gomez really came to the fore, Tom. That's any anybody who's watched the Free Pack <laughs> Project will just be waiting for you to, to for the Mario Gomez review. I dined out on that. I'm going to put in the, for... I'm going to put in the music as well, so uh, it needs to be said. <laughs> said well, that was probably half the appeal. Um, yeah. The Grado, I'm going to put forward. Um, he scored a lot of goals for me. I mean, yeah, for, from my point of view, it was trickier at this point because that's when I basically binned the idea of spending any money on the game and just working. I just worked with what I could earn, um, and that that left me to yeah, <laughs> ending up playing, getting an eighty-four rated Negredo was like, oh, this is this is as good as it gets. It was like your um, equivalent of Ronaldo back then. It really was. Um, I remember Jovetic being quite good that year as well. well it's funny actually. He's goals. on my um, listener picks. List. Oh, oh is he? yeah, he was good. Oh, yeah, there you go. so um, five star skills. Well, he, he yeah. wasn't. I don't think in FIFA 14, but he had been in the past. Oh, wasn't he? Um, Maurizio Zenteno sent this in. Um, you know, just basically he's so well rounded, and he was a really good player. And in fact, Marcus Gomez, 
um, Melbourne Pro we were mentioned earlier also replied to that guy saying, yeah, what a card it was. And it was really good. I think it was that well-rounded striker and he could play Cam. And yeah, he was, he was really excellent. Another Premier League player, actually, who was really outstanding and kind of summed up the, the sweat era in a midfield capacity rather than strike is Ramirez. Um, an outrageous. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. When he was playing for Chelsea, oh. that Brazil link as well, 88 pace, 81 dribbling, 79 passing, and uh, 76 defending, uh, 72 heading as well. So really, really just could do it all. And uh, it was it was a, it was the kind of thing where he was in people's teams right until the end of the year because you just didn't really have players you know, like that. He, he was a, an outstanding individual. And actually, I had him quite close to the end of the game and uh, had him in a team with the other player I'm mentioning here, Davos Suka, the legend. Obviously, we had legends coming into the game at that point. And oh, yeah. um, that was a big moment. I suppose that may have also helped kick the Gosh. game on, um, in a big way. But yeah, Davos Suka was the guy that I, for some reason, used first, even though I had no particular connection to him. Um, and uh, he had 70 defending as well. Um, obviously, a lot of that's going to be his physical, but he actually had a really good standing tackle. And, and I used to play him like, all over the pitch, basically. And uh, he was really, really effective. And then a few years later, he came back to bite me when I accidentally listed him and when I packed him for um, 100 or 200k less than he was actually worth. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, we've all been there. I think, yeah, that was a... It was it was a it was kind of given him a negative slant, which I wasn't really wanting after having some quite good times with him. But yeah, um, so those are the two two players that I used and, and really enjoyed. Oh, and the other one from listeners is um, do people remember Jackson Martinez, the oh yeah, yeah. tanky yeah. Colombian played for Porto at the time. He got a team of the season in fourteen and fifteen. Um, Leo Santos um, sent that in from FIFA fourteen, and then another guy, Big Ben. That's not one of my alts. Um, that is a, a genuine <laughs> listener. Um, he uh, mentioned this uh, Joseph Martin, uh, this Jackson Martinez from FIFA 15, which he also got a team of the season both years. But yeah, it was a proper tank, 92 heading. And then I think he had sort of 89 physical the following year um, on his team of the season cards. Just a, a really, really good player with four-star skills as well. Cool. Okay, we'll move along to FIFA 15. And... I'd like to start you guys off by telling you that the 17th most highly rated card in the database that year was a Manchester United striker. He was playing for Manchester United at the time, and his overall rating was 95. Can we all... Oh, all right, that's not what I was thinking of then. (laughs) Um, Van Persie? Van Persie? No. Is he still playing in the Premier League? He is most certainly not, no. It It wasn't Falcao, was it? No. No, I'm barely convinced that he actually ever played in the Premier League, to be quite honest with you. Uh, uh, Di Maria? I'll, uh, I'll put you out of your misery. It's Elio Castro. Oh, uh, oh the pink. <laughs> oh, man, what a so, time. Yeah, that's um, the Twitch streamer, Castro, who got given a card after a charity stream, I believe it was, Junior, or something, something like that. Yeah, oh, man. Um, whoa. That was a very interesting month, actually, because um, earlier that month, I think a month before uh, Castro did that charity stream, we unfortunately lost uh, Simon Humber, who was one of the co-creators of the Mode Ultimate Team. Mm. Uh, I think him and him and my prior invented the Mode on a train when they were <laughs> they're going on a train to somewhere. Um, so yeah, he um, unfortunately passed away of cancer. Um, probably one of the best producers out there i think he was the main producer on <clears throat> the world cup game uh which everybody uh, knows and loves and yeah mm. one of the fathers of ultimate team so he did a lot for career mode as well didn't he yeah he, he was just 
like there's some there's some producers in that company that are just geniuses almost like him uh, Adam Shaikh especially as well who comes up with a lot of modes in, uh, in Ultimate Team um, so yeah you know it was um, it was definitely you know sad times in the office um, because he'd been there for so long and then you know usually in EA when something goes out in terms of marketing you usually have to have a, a lot of approvals and you know you have to like ask for permission but you know we we um, uh, we're obviously fans of uh, Cash doing that uh, fifty hour live stream uh, for cancer research, donating cancer research, and uh, the dev guys came up with the idea like, oh, you know, like you know, we lost an important member of our dev team to uh, cancer, so why don't we do something special? And again, me and marketing like, ah, oh, we gotta go through like all these approvals, but I think it was on a weekend, so we all just got together. It was like me, I think it was. Uh, Angry Nate on Twitter who came up with the idea. So shout out to him. Uh, Tyler Blair as well. Um, you know, we needed his sign off because it's, uh, you know, he's one of the designers. So we kind of think, it, I don't know if it was like a Sunday or a Friday or something like that. It was just, I remember there's not that many people in the office. I came up with some, you know, messaging. Usually you have to send the messaging up to, you know, the people up top and they have to approve it. But I was just like, you know what? I'll just, me, Tyler, Nate, we'll just talk about it. We'll approve it ourselves put it out there you know maybe hopefully the execs aren't watching twitter on or twitch on the weekend hmm. which i doubt they are and you know we're like all right yeah if he if caster hits that 50 hour mark we'll we'll drop that into his account of course you know it has to be a a, a player in the database with the name caster so we just took the um you know made it a purple hero one upgrade the stats and it's uh one of a kind i think that was probably i think even he was saying caster was telling me this that was probably what um really took his streaming career to the next level i think it was that it was that charity stream mm, yeah it's incredible i mean his rise has just continued and continued um and uh yeah i was, I was thinking about that because there haven't you, you do you have a card or is that just a card that's in head database because no I, was, I, I wasn't cool enough to have my own card because yeah. <laughs> i mean i was <laughs> no, gonna say it's just so, i think you were too cool to have <laughs> your own card too. <laughs> has that happened again uh no that was a, that was definitely a one-time thing that that i doubt that will ever no i, I don't want to say it will never happen but now you know the employees are coaches in the game like you see them as like coaches or managers or whatever but um yeah i don't think there's another one like that on that we will leave this half uh, we'll be talking about a strange edition of FIFA, the best FIFA ever, and 250 games with Inform Fellaini, plus much more. We'll be back in just a second. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. So back when this podcast was recorded, it was quite a different time for the Foot Weekly pod. Coming into this pod, or perhaps it was the pod before, there'd been a break of almost a month where I couldn't put out the podcast. Fortunately, not long after this, I was encouraged to set up a patron where listeners could support the pod in an effort to keep it going and get it more consistent. Fortunately, this has worked well, and now the podcast is weekly, and it stays weekly because of your kind support. 
And so if you can support the pod and would like loads of fantastic perks in return, starting from as low as a couple of dollars, with double the amount of Foot Weekly podcast action, then please do go over to bit.ly slash morepod. And of course, if you're listening to this as a supporter, then a huge, huge thanks for making all this possible. Let's jump back into the second half. Hello and welcome back after the break. I'm still here with Chu and I've also got Steve, the foot coach, and Tom Mills, who's new to the podcast. So, Tom, how was your first foot weekly break? Yeah, it was very, um, very brief. Yeah, it was actually extremely <laughs> brief, wasn't it? Probably one of the, the short... Even by our standards. Even by, by our quick standards, yeah. But yeah, we're going to get back into looking back over these few 15 players. You've sent in, listeners, uh, some of your favourites, and we've enjoyed looking through them. Um, if you didn't get your player features, you can always send it to us again. I, I'd quite like to pop in a few um, that we might have missed into the next podcast. So please do send those in and uh, I'll hand back over to Steve who's going to go through it. Although Steve, I believe this is the game where you started playing. Yeah, um, I, I played FIFA for a long time before, mm. uh, before I took up foot. But foot 15 is really, I, I kind of just dabbled with it really. I'd say 16 was the first year that I took it really seriously. But um, yeah, I personally, my fond memory of, of foot 15 would be Yannick Balassi his team of the season card Oof. and uh, just having a lot of fun with the five star skills there. Um, so yeah, that, that'd certainly be one of my fondest earliest memories. How about you guys? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Tom. Uh, okay. So this was the beginning of a, an ongoing love affair with um, Bruma. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'd get, we'd get to him eventually. I'll be honest. It, it was the pace um, and the four star <laughs> skills that were, were an appeal. It's like one of those um, things. Like, Tom, what was it that caught your eye about Bruma? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was that it was it was pace and skill moves because um, his finishing leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. This is a point in FIFA for me, particularly I guess because I was doing that series and the way I was playing the game, where I like I started to get a bit personal with players, and I have that hang up even now. Where, like I'll mm. be reluctant to put someone on the market even if I need the coins I'll just I've played a hundred games with them and they were like you know they're really good to me yeah a little bit sort of too personally attached um and that that happened with him um Mm. but of course with the free pack project you never needed to worry so that was uh it worked quite well (laughs) no I suppose no no now that I'm sort of uh, actually using the market oh I see yeah yeah. (laughs) but but then no it wasn't um it wasn't an issue but um yeah Mm. that was that was one that was ongoing there's a few more stand out there was a Pitsy, uh, yeah. I think he was a cam then. Uh, he may still be. Um, he's just got, I think, an eighty-eight rated in form last couple of weeks. Oh, so. well, it's the UCL card, isn't it? It's the um, oh, UCL. Sorry, yeah. well, not UCL. It's UEL, isn't it? It's the Europa League item. Yeah, eighty-eight rated um, card. Yeah, uh, and Adarice as well. He was the precursor to Mario Gomez, really. Mm, Mario Gomez, you say. Those who know will know. And Chu, what were your players for FIFA 15? FIFA 15, man, it, it was it was just Dumbia. Uh, we had that pink Dumbia at the end too, but that was just that was the sweat guard. I mean, I think FIFA 15 was the sweatiest year of FIFA of all time. I actually didn't like FIFA 15 gameplay. I know everybody. Look, everybody always talks. The funny thing about the community, you know, no feds, is that every FIFA I've worked on, FIFA 12 to FIFA 16. You know, you hear everybody talking about the good old days and how, like, oh, FIFA sucks now. FIFA 50 was the best. Oh, my God, FIFA 60 was the best. Those dudes used to tell me that that was the worst FIFA ever. Every year, <laughs> it was the worst FIFA ever. They told me to kill myself. 
tell me that it was trash and I'm not doing anything good. You know, now that I posted like, oh man, remember those days? I was like, oh, Chew, you know, you're the best. The game's <laughs> gone downhill since you left. No, you guys told me I was doing absolutely nothing when I was there. So, um, yeah. you know, nostalgia obviously affects people's uh, memory. But um, I personally didn't like 15 because I remember the cheese was you'd run to the side of the keeper and tap it in, which is like so stupid. But oh, uh, people were looking get- back get past the keeper really easily couldn't you is that exactly you yeah, just kind of yeah. run to the to the right and just do a little tap uh people seem to have loved that but i didn't like i, I was it was a lot of zigzag cheese as well zigzag dribbling was like really big mm. uh where you just kind of do speed dribbling so it wasn't my most fun year but when you had to be a, anything's fun so yeah <laughs> actually i was gonna say because the it finally kind of happened if you like the the ultimate op triple threat where they all went to Roma. Oh, you God. had Jovino on the left, uh, 93 pace, 83 dribbling. And then Dumbia, who was also Ivory Coast, obviously, as well, and Roma. So there was a perfect link there um, with his 93 pace, 82 shooting, 82 dribbling. And then on the right, you had Ibarbo, um with his ridiculous physical and, and 91 pace. So it was, a, it was a horrible year to be a, a FIFA player. Um, but it was somewhat rescued for me, actually, by the fact that this was the golden age for the Russian Premier League. I don't know whether anyone remembers this, but you had um, a team of the season, Eremenko, who was a really, really outstanding card. Yeah, that? that came up a few times, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, a few people actually posted that as well, and I really enjoyed using him. And in combination, he was a great player for a few years, wasn't he? He, yeah. he made a lot of my starter teams later on as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rondon was the other player that I paired up actually with Aramenko, who was really, really underrated that year. I don't think many people were talking about him, but he had four star skills, four star weak foot, and this card was outstanding. It had 89 shooting, he had like 95 strength or something like that, um, 83 pace and 80 dribbling. It was, it was really, really good. Uh, and then I also had um, the kind of start, I guess, of my series of teams basically for many years, which revolved around Quaresma, and he was an outstanding card that year. Had an 84 rated card i think it was with 88 pace 92 dribbling 86 shooting and uh, 86 passing as well it was a year when i probably had relative to other people's teams the best team that i've had in foot and why well it's all because of chew um because uh, that year i believe as a oh, God. Chew, you introduced price ranges well you didn't obviously person- oh, personally man. but but the thing <laughs> was that it was really good for me because i got wind of what was happening quite quickly sold everything before price ranges kind of started to reduce prices massively um and uh, also i didn't really i didn't buy coins myself um i was quite into trading at the time so mm-hmm, um sure. it was it was basically like yeah. perfect conditions for me to to do really well and ended up the year with like a, a record breaker um ronaldo striker card which i think is his first striker card in foot i believe and and things like that so yeah big shout out to you for making that possible Oh, hey, no problem. Glad I can help. Um, yeah, yeah. It was probably the weirdest year of thought uh, because of, of price ranges having to come uh, midway through the game. Um, mm. Wasn't the best thing to happen, but it's something that had to happen. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, um, it definitely did. I mean, the inflation in the in the market was just crazy. You know, anyone who wasn't buying coins was at such a huge disadvantage. It was just crazy. Exactly, and um, yeah, I think it got to the point that after team of the year, you know. Um, it kind of got out of hand, you know, because, you know, people spend a lot of coins, bought a lot of coins to open team year packs. And then, you know, they have way too much, way too many coins and that drove the prices to astronomical uh, prices. Um, and yeah, you know, like we, it was, <laughs> I would say the scariest time I've ever had at EA was like the day before 
price range is because you, you know when you know you're gonna say something that everybody's gonna hate you even though mm. you didn't do it but you're the messenger i was like i know i'm fucked like i just i just i know everybody's gonna you know like um and we've been working on it and actually the month leading up to it is like just knowing that in a month you're gonna have to like everybody's gonna hate you you know youtubers gonna hate you because you're between some of them even came up to me after we're like yeah sorry for all the hate you got because you're standing between me and a million dollars i was like mm-hmm. yeah fair enough <laughs> um you know yeah <laughs> I, I, again i really don't blame any of them to be honest with you like actually we all get along very well actually like we're, we're, we're pretty close, you know? Um, but it's funny cause you know, at that time, me, myself and the dev guys all knew that basically FIFA 15 had to be sacrificed for foot to be good from FIFA 16 on. Like we all knew it was going to work mm. and we knew that it was the right thing to do as much as, you know, you know, people were going to say otherwise. And, you know, of course I don't remember the little mini Pez rebellion, where everybody <laughs> acted like they're going to upload pens, but we all... Um, <laughs> that lasted we about that, two weeks, didn't it? Yeah, honestly, the officer was like, yeah, that's going to be... Like, let's just give everybody a free pack. They'll come back, and they did. Um, the funny thing <laughs> is that during the RIP FUD... No, seriously, like, during the RIP FUD days, um, for me, that was still the... The FIFA community is not very good at boycotts, uh, if I'm being very honest. <laughs> somebody that's always been on the other side. I, I'm being... You know, it... I'm I, I being serious because sometimes like you see like now that I've left EA you see a boycott and you're like yo you guys you guys got them like I, I would say Chemgate in FIFA 16 like I was like yo you guys got them like this is what you guys have always wanted you know like because mm. I still like Chemgate I'm like you guys got them but then I will lie the FIFA community everybody's in it for themselves in a way so if they don't see an immediate benefit for themselves they lose the interest there like the FIFA community is not very good at banding together I would just say anybody who you know wants to get something changed EA like don't separate the community. Bring them together. Like if you're taking shots at people, those are the people that you need. You can't mm. separate the community and then ask them to come together to support a cause. Like it's just not going to work. Um, I just wanted to quickly mention actually because I always feel bad if I miss out people's suggestions. Um, the triple threat of Juvenio, Dumbia, and Debarbo was um, sent in by Greg Trainer. So thanks to him. And also another player that was mentioned by loads of people actually in the replies is Chikahui. So bear in mind, this is an 80 rated inform. He had uh, 86 pace, 90 dribbling, 82 shooting, and a very solid passing as well, 87. And he was actually fairly physical as well. I think he was, I think he was like 6'3 or something. He was a pretty, pretty big unit. And the big thing about him was that five star, five star, and all that on an 80 rated inform. It was, it was mad. It was, it was a really, really good year for, actually it was generally quite a good year for skillers. But yeah, as you said, shoot, sorry, going back to few 15 now. It was not the best in terms of gameplay. I think a lot of people would would get behind that. Yeah, no, but but if you told people right now, they'll say that that was one of the best years. But <laughs> uh, people forget that goalkeepers are absolutely broken that year. Like goalkeepers did not work. I remember that. Yeah, apart from maybe those ridiculously overpowered yeah. joke heart cards, maybe around this time. But yeah, it's probably time to move on. I think we're now up to FIFA 16, are we? Ben, tell mm. us your thoughts about players from FIFA 16. So it was weird. I was actually struggling to remember players from FIFA 16 at all. And actually, it's really interesting, and this came up again and again when people were sending in replies, and I certainly found this trying to come up with players. Um, You know, old co-host Torres and I were chatting about um, players that we'd enjoyed, and pretty much all of them were like FIFA 12, um, even FIFA 17 came up more, I'd say, FIFA 14, 
less so FIFA 13. But yeah, and, and FIFA 16 was one of those years that just kind of passed us by, clearly. And I think it was the same for... It feels like it's the same for a lot of people. We don't hear people mentioning it much. It was obviously the year just before FIFA 17, which was the start of Foot Champs, SPCs, and all that stuff. But there was a really, really, really good card in the team of the season that year, which is probably one of my favourite team of the seasons of all time, which was Ben Arthur. Um, it was just an outstanding card. Obviously, five-star skills, four-star weak foot. He had 88 pace, 96 dribbling, 87 physical, so obviously really high strength, and uh, 91 passing as well. He had 93 shooting, um, and then there was another team of the season card that was five ratings higher, but I did still prefer Ben Arthur, um, and that was Hulk. This Hulk card, 92 pace, 93 dribbling, 96 shooting, 94 passing, and 94 physical. It was a ridiculous, ridiculous card. That was also suggested by Mikel Hoyer as well. So yeah, a really, really top 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 guard if i can just jump in there ben actually um the russian league threw up some really great cards that year mm, and yeah i can remember this was very much the time of lambo matt matt lamborn who we mentioned earlier and he was always a big advocate of, of using russian league players because of the value and so following his lead i actually my my end team was mainly comprised i think of, of russian league players and you've already mentioned hulk but um on the other side, um, there was Oleg Shatov, the left midfielder. Mm. Uh, 92 pace, 85 shooting, 86 passing, 89 dribbling. Nice card, cheap and affordable. And then as a striker in between the two of those, um, you spoke about big units earlier. There was Artem Djuba. Mm. Um, this guy's six foot four with 91 physical. And if you think that, that Ibrahimovic is a bit OP in the, in the air, the flashback card this year... Um, you should have checked out Artem Tuba in FIFA 16. If you if you got the ball anywhere near him aerially, it was hitting the back of the net. Yeah, he was he was pretty outstanding. I remember coming up against him. I don't think I had it myself, but it was a it was a serious threat. Just to pop in the um, community pick comes in from Dat Boy. I don't know if there's any relation to YouTube, um, but he mm-hmm. said Jeremy Menes. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, that that is a card that I feel came up year on year as being that player that you get kind of early on a decent shot on him always felt like he could produce a finesse shot as well and he, he didn't feel weak even though he never really had the best strength so yeah he was at ac milan that year but he also was at um, french side as well i think so a good card um, and used by a lot of people but yeah tom what, what was your pick well i sent you some pictures of my fifa 16 club didn't i and oh yeah, yeah. now that you've seen them you understand why it was so hard to pick because it was sort of that was the year we had the keys to fifa when you, when you say that you had the keys to FIFA, you, I feel like you're going to have to elaborate a little bit more. I don't know how much... True will tell me if I'm if I'm not allowed to say this kind of thing, but we, there was a there was a group of people that were um, given lots of stuff. Um, yes, we were getting... Uh, yeah, it was um, a nice little initiative for people who didn't coin sell. There you go, see? Team Yes Man. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah I was absolutely yeah, see, Yes Man. That was like, you know how the Avengers were first created? That was like the the initial the first yes men that I created <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so that deal consisted of uh, oh it was deals they I ended up on a list somewhere that meant that I got the best three informs um, from each team of the week dropped into my club and I think it was 48,000 FIFA points a month yep. dropped in yeah, as that well well, yeah, it was a good deal. I missed that boat. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God. Imagine but, the riots if some people got it now and some people didn't. Oh, my well, God. do you know what? 
just to expand on it, this, that's what made it so hard to make this pick because I had I had every player in the game, literally, like <laughs> apart from icons um, or legends as it were. I I had every player in the game, um, so I settled on Iniesta because it was one that I actually found in a pack. Um, it did make it a bit boring just having access to every player. I know it sounds mm. ridiculous, and you wouldn't. No, no, I know. know what you mean. A lot like... of people won't believe you, but it, it genuinely yeah. did. So very opposite to the free pack project in a, in a way, you know, you're not playing with these like you know low rated cards who it um, went against everything I stand for. Yeah, so. yeah. You sold you sold out basically, didn't you, Tom? You sold out. Well, it was free, and I didn't have to do anything for it. So. <laughs> um, we we all would have, we all would have. Exactly. Yeah. Has, has anyone else got anything else from FIFA 16? As I said, it's a bit of a sort of I don't know, not particularly interesting year. There was a, another Guarin yeah. card that people brought up, which I looked pretty good. But yeah, it's interesting. If people have players from that year, then send them in. We're lacking. I seem to remember it as also being the year of of Ahmed Musa, of him mm, being quite nasty. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that it? Yeah, no, yeah. you're probably right. Actually, I, I think that was sixteen. Um, Sixty or seventeen? I, I think he was pretty nasty in both, but I think he he first sort of came to prominence in sixteen too. Yeah. Sixteen was like it was the most interesting year. I, I would say it's sixteen is the most forgettable FIFA, as bad mm. as that sounds. The pros like it though, because it was the most reliable gameplay wise. The gameplay wasn't like enjoyable in my opinion but i know the pros kind of reminisce about it because it's like it, it, it felt like it was kind of like a fighting game in the mm. pro sense where it's like backwards body fate uh ball roll uh to what's the speed boost da 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 near post shot like that kind of thing like right, if you just right, pulled right. off that combination it was always responsive so it's uh, like a kind online. of um what would be the way to describe it it's kind of like minimal in terms of the randomness exactly yeah yeah which pros tend to enjoy yeah. but i guess yeah as you say it's not so fun for casual sometimes because you don't get the i don't know crazy long shots and the, the things like that yeah but, it was yeah. pretty dull because i remember the, the the producer that year kind of wanted to be a bit more simulationy um mm. instead of like crazy uh but yeah if you ask like the tasses the gorillas they'll probably say that 16 is probably the best Right, mm. It'll sound weird, but in terms of players, yeah, I would say I think that was the first time I ever was that the first time I got Team of the Year Ronaldo. I remember it was really OP for me. I would say him and Team of the Year Neymar was probably the best player in the game that year, mm. and that's all I remember. Wait, are we done? Are we done this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sixteen was boring. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, let's move on. We because we got we're into more recent history. I guess but FIFA seventeen is actually the FIFA that the podcast started. Um, in um, so we're into that era and we're also into the SBC era we're into foot champs things like that and it obviously made the game quite different and it also meant a lot of people sent in their picks from that year player of the month Son is someone I never oh I never God. got oh but is possibly yeah I mean I think he'll the always be one of the most iconic players um, in oh. FIFA history because he was just unbelievable. I mean, he was an 80 ra- 89 rated player, but he just, he felt like he was 99 rated. He was outstanding. And he came from nowhere too. Yeah, yeah. The year before, nobody was using him. It was just that year suddenly took off. We've also got another suggestion from a uh, listener and uh, who, a man who's come on the podcast a few times, Ian Sterling. Um, I've heard of him. He's brought up Musa Sal, who that year had yeah, this oh my orange God, card. That stupid card. Yeah. And he was, what the was he like? Match. 300K or he, something when he came out? It was mad oh. expensive. That card, you couldn't stop that card. Oh my mm. god, dude! Like if he did the shielding with him, that was when shielding was broken. Yeah, you couldn't do yeah. anything. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Physicality. Card. He was a real pig. <laughs> oh, oh, I was waiting gosh. for that. I'm here all week, guys. <laughs> oh no! Um, I'll go into my pick. So 
premium SBCs were a thing that year, and there were some oh, cracking cards. And my personal favourite was that El Shawari card. Um, reminded me of those early days when he had actually had five star skill moves, five star weak foot. But yeah, it was it was really really good. Ninety two pace, ninety three dribbling. Actually, okay physical as well, but he had 88 shooting and 84 passing. Had him and Ronaldo up front. Really, really effective. And player that I actually wanted to chat to you about, you, who I personally thought was outstanding. I bought him, and then he was quite cheap as, a, as an icon, 86 rated. And then I think it might have even been you who really hyped him up. Um, Alexi Lalas. Oh my God, he was the he was amazing. He was the most valuable for price icon. He had some kind of crazy physical that his strength was just like, I'm looking at his stats right now. I think he had, yeah, he had 86 physical, but his strength was like 90 something. I mean, I'll be honest, like in real life, he wasn't that good. Yeah, I was going to say, he's um, quite funny in terms of that that card that, you know, should he have been an icon? Probably not, but. Probably know, not. He yeah, was really, that, really that. good. I think that was the North American marketing team being like, yeah, mm. let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get this game hype in North America. Even 17, I, I want to get your guys, you guys' opinion on this, but. I think, to me, that's the that's the best FIFA. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, maybe it's because that was the first FIFA I I didn't work on. First Ultimate Two I didn't work on, so I was like so happy to just experience it without stress. But I thought that hit the most amount of marks for the most amount of people in the community in terms of like, oh, you're a pro. Oh, you don't like playing gameplay. You like to grind. Oh, you like to do, you know what I mean? Like, you mm. know, SBCs, FUT champs, um, new content types, new kind of content cards. I just feel like it satisfied people the most all over the board. And it's it also, made so many careers in the FIFA community. I also think it's one of those things you're right, isn't it? That that was the first year of FUT champs, the first year of SBCs. There's never, well, I mean, we might see big changes going forward, of course. But in terms of the last three years... It was like the watershed moment, wasn't it, really? And it, and possibly the biggest watershed moment in the whole of foot history because of the SBC factor, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I think FIFA 17 saved foot, in my opinion, because people don't realize how boring FIFA 16 was where we just spam draft, honestly. Like, we didn't have... There, was not, there, there wasn't something for you to grind. I know, you know, now we've gone too far into foot champions and stuff like that, but, mm. like, there, just were, there weren't things to grind for no reason. Like, there wasn't... Uh, we, we just what we did we literally did draft and we did seasons division one and then you got like coins and a kit and that was it so 17 i know that in, in internally da it was kind of like a new it was a new set of eyes like uh in terms of a new new production uh leads mm. uh not necessarily like oh they were better than the last guys but a lot of times in da sometimes you just need somebody new who hasn't been in the whole um, flow of things from like FIFA 12, yada, yada, yada. So I think they brought, you know, uh, Gareth Reader, some other guys on. And just like, oh, well, how come we always did this? And, uh, you know, the old guys would be like, because we just always did it. But like, it just takes somebody to come in and be like, mm. well, why can't we do it that way? Yeah, it's yeah. not like people didn't want to do it. They just never saw it. So even that's why I'm happy I left because there's stuff that I could have stopped from happening because I'd be like, oh, we always do it this way. And somebody knew be like oh well why don't we just do it that way yeah and of course you wouldn't have been allowed to come on the podcast either so <laughs> absolutely <laughs> the right decision <laughs> but yeah it's really interesting isn't it how you know those kind of things have um have shaped the course of ea you know like the individuals that have been here that nobody really kind of gets to know i suppose as well oh but, my god yes. yeah too many legends that people 
we'll never know, uh, but have saved uh, Futs. Special shout out to Dunans and Dragons. People don't realize he is the most important person at EA. I will yeah, tell yeah. you right now. And he's a great guy. I've met him, had the pleasure of it. Yeah, yeah he, he has saved, the amount of times he has saved the servers. You think the servers are bad. That man has single-handedly saved servers in since as long as I can remember. That man will, will still save the servers at 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm. if he has to uh the true mvp um but in terms of uh cards i would say three come to mind and they are first of all team of the season dembele from barca or was it dortmund at that time i think it was dortmund i think it was uh, dortmund yeah yeah it was i, I remember i remember that because he had a one to watch as well didn't he because uh, he yeah he had a he had a one yeah that was the first one to watch yeah and his for me that was probably arguably my most fun card of all time like that mm. was the first time i've liked a card more than ronaldo like i was like i'd rather i had him and ronaldo up top four three one two and he was one of those players that actually felt like 99 pace kind of how like mbappe feels now in team of the yeah, year yeah. where you're like that is what 99 pace is he had the skills his dribbling like he could pull off all the dribbles so there was him um Rio Ferdinand, because, I mean, AI defending was a bit high. I won't say as high as now, but, like, you could just play FUD champs in Division One, and Ferdinand will defend for you. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. And then last but not least, the premium SBC, David Louise. I thought that was one of the best cards mm, ever. Nice. Tom, who have you got? Uh, all SBCs for me. I got, like, that was a big, big change um, mm. and, and has remained that way since, uh, since they were brought in. So we already mentioned Sun. We've said what we need to say. Um, also, uh, player of Sterling. I think that was the first one I Ooh, did. Yeah. I sunk so much into that. I get put everything I had into that. I mean, yeah, it was it was a year of being addicted to uh, SBCs. The Gerards that came very late on. I can't remember who they did Gerard and was it Lampard as well? They put two of them out right towards oh, the yeah, end. Oh yeah, the end yeah, of an yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so I even did the Gareth Barry one, um, <laughs> which <laughs> that was was that for Premier League appearances or something like that. Yeah, yeah, six hundred um, was it? Also? No, it I'm not, yeah, I'm not putting him forward as being an um, an excellent uh, item, but uh, yeah, that was just demonstrating <laughs> just how dem- yeah demonstrates the depths of the SBC addiction. <laughs> yeah, um, Barry levels. There are a few for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, good. Uh, what about you, Steve? I, I believe I did the very first SBC that was released, and that was Jonas. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm, the, the Portuguese yeah, yeah. league the SBC, SBC yeah. and yeah, I, I kind of married myself to a. a Liga Nosh team for the first three or more mm. four months of FIFA because of that. Do you remember how much it cost? Um, and you? I couldn't get on with him. Um, oh, it was a lot, man. It was probably about three, four hundred thousand coins, which to me at that time was a lot. And it was early in the game. Yeah, so that's I all you got, isn't it? Um, so and, yeah, and, and, and I, wait, I, I didn't like him. Never, never really got him. To and work. Steve, you, yeah, you obviously like learned from that, didn't you? And this year, you didn't do any overpriced Brazilian SBCs for strikers early on in the game. I think we both know that's not true. <laughs> Moving on to yeah, other players yeah, yeah. that I liked in FIFA 17. It was the year of the um, the super sub, Herving Lozano, oh. I think, first came to the fore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was FIFA it? Yeah. 17. He had, I think he got a team of the season card with, with 99 pace. Um, pretty high shooting, can't remember off the top of my head. High 80s. And the other meta card, really, that sort of dominated in FIFA 17 was Kante. That's when Kante oh. first really sort of became yeah. the, the midfield yeah. destroyer that everybody had, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point, Kante actually. Too. And Bakayoko, of course. Bakayoko was. Yeah. And Bakayoko. Unbelievable that year as well. So, uh, FIFA 18 then. Um, Chu, let's, let's start with you on this. Have you got any players you enjoyed using that year? Um, like 18, for some reason, 17 just 
I feel like he had a bigger connection with players from 17 and 18. I don't know if anyone else felt the same way. Mm, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah like to, there's something about 18 where I, I don't know. I just didn't have that same like, oh my god, this player. Like I'll do anything for this player. You know, I, I put down Team Dear Ronaldo because he was just a beast. But you know, that's an easy one. I would say Fuddy's Alessandrini was probably yeah. the guy that really let me enjoy the game near the end. Yeah, I'll say Funny's Alessandrini was just one of those guys that, like, it was just weird that, like, a player from MLS, I think that was the first time that a, an MLS player was meta, and I thought that was just so sick, that finally, like, you know, somebody who loves MLS, mm. that there's a player from the league that can actually be, like, you'll see him in pro player teams um, and things like that. So, and as much as I hate this card, I think... You know, like Tom said, like that the birth of Lozano was seventeen. I think like the 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 final form Lozano was um, eighteen. With uh, there was that sub that everybody freaking had. Was it? Or maybe it was seventeen. I don't know. The eighty four Lozano that like everybody had. Mm, yeah, uh, but, on their yeah, bench. That, that's the year when he really became. He was absolutely everywhere. Yeah, yeah he 19. was like that's my most hated card last year. But I have to, I have to respect that card at the same time. You know. And. Uh... Tom, did you have any particular picks from this year? More SBCs, I guess. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't. Well, some of them might be, but um, I got the path to glory, Milinkovic, Savage. Um, oh yes, yes. And then you may may not remember, but you actually helped me build a team around him. Um, yeah, which actually I did actually quite a nice team. I think I ended up with the SBC Insigne and Anderson, who was a can the birthday Anderson, and I moved him to striker. Yeah, I, I do um, love that. Yeah, yeah. That was your suggestion was moving him to striker, and so yeah, that was. I think he started as an eighty-six and got upgraded a couple of times. So it's one of those for me. It was like oh, I just can't really move him out. Mm. Um, birthday Torre. That was because um, it was his first year of objectives as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and that was a that was a reward for one of the objectives. I can't remember what it was now. I don't think it was too much of a grind. It was ten matches of something. It wasn't too much of a pain, and that ended up being um, really really useful. Who else do we have? I used the inform Fellaini for over 250 games. I made a note of. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> that is great. I said I got like personally attached to players, and he just sort of stuck in my squad and stayed oh, there yeah. for a very long time. Um, Pushkas, um, yeah. Pushkas Giroud, uh used mm. for a very long time as well, um, and one to watch Bruma. Be have to bring him back and give him another little mention. Yeah. Stuck by him for a very, very long time, waiting for an upgrade that never came. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah. So for me, um, two players who were, I guess, you know, really the players of their generation. Ronaldinho was back after he'd been gone for a long time, and I didn't mention him before because I would have just mentioned him every single time because obviously being a huge fan of him and in real life and playing with him over the years he was just great even when he had about 50 pace towards the end he was still still a player i was using and enjoying but yeah the way that he came back obviously as an icon and, and eventually did the spc for the 94 rated um version at the end um and uh, it was a bit of a weird moment as i submitted the um i think it was the you know that 91 rated perlo we got or it was very easily obtained around christmas time that year yeah, that was about that was about forty k, wasn't it? I think it cost me it was a gift, really. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was. It was went through the heartache of like ending up submitting him into uh, Ronaldinho because it was really the only way I could afford him at the time. And quite a, a sort of bittersweet moment um, as I did that, and then of course they brought out the SBC again like a month later. And the other player is of course eighty six rated informer Bubakar. Really, really enjoyable to to play with early on in the game. I had this hybrid around informed chupo moting uh stoke and uh gelson martins as well who hadn't really really 
really good inform actually it was one of those things where I don't really remember apart from those two any particular standout players even though it was last year but also proved by the mentions that we got I guess it's a bit too recent history so we didn't get many people um, dropping in FIFA 18 players right welcome back to the present day we are in FIFA 20 currently so we're going to have a little chat about FIFA 19 and actually briefly FIFA 18 because although there was a decent amount there about FIFA 18 we didn't cover that many players and as FIFA analyst is here and I'm right in thinking you didn't actually play last year at all not not really I played about a a month and a half and then a one weekend around May time but yeah mainly FIFA 18 was the last one that I played uh, a lot definitely not too much of FIFA 19 you didn't miss much an El Tornado Circus. Mm, we'll get onto that in a second. But Alex, right. what is the player from FIFA 18 or 2 that you want to pick out? FIFA 18 for me, the absolute beautiful game that it was from going back on it. 4-1-2-1-2 was a formation that I really, really loved playing that year. 4-1-2 narrow. And uh, mm. having Alaba, the 87 rated foot birthday card. Obviously got three star skills, four star weak foot. He was just an absolute insane box to box midfielder for me. Used to play him on the left centre mid role and he just he just he was just everywhere. He had medium high work rates, um decent height, just everything that he could do was just perfect for me. He absolutely filled the spot brilliantly. Absolutely loved him. Nice. And in terms of the listener suggestions, uh, we had a lot of people, I think this was mentioned in our discussions about FIFA 18 last year, loads of people uh, bringing up that Lozano card, of course. Uh, he, he, in his various forms during that year, was particularly effective and he had this horrible team of the season card that you'd always see coming on uh, later in games. And another player that people mentioned, and this is kind of pushing towards the end of the cycle, I guess, but the footies... Uh, Bakayoko was an absolute beast of a player. I mean, Bakayoko was overpowered for a while, and uh, he got that footies card just to just to make sure he he still did it towards the end of that FIFA cycle. So that uh, was a, a tough card to play against. You compare his stats to Vieira, and he came came off pretty well. Um, but actually, we had quite a lot of suggestions of players that the community wanted to pick out in FIFA 19. So we'll do that in just a second. First of all. A quick discussion about FIFA 19 as a game. It's actually something that we've mentioned quite a few times in the last couple of weeks. Now, people may be listening to this actually next year and they won't have heard all of that. So, Japes, do you want to remind us about, uh, especially as we've just had a FIFA 19 weekend league reopening this weekend, mm. some of the clips that are circulating, right? It's not made the game look particularly uh, great. Uh, I can't say I've even seen the clips that are circulating. However, I would be willing to guess that there was El Tornado crossing, heading, AI defending. I think those probably are like the three maybe key standout things. I don't know. It was For me, it's shocking that people were going back to 19. I can't believe it because I was not a fan of that game at all and frankly i think 20 is much better for everybody that is dogging on 20 we're obviously getting to that point in the cycle where you know you feel like you've seen a lot of stuff if you will and you're just starting to feel like it's the same old same old and you've seen the you know, the randomness that goes against you and it starts to feel bad. And you've seen the randomness that goes for you. And it's, you know, I just feel like it's kind of one of those where it's that time of the year with FIFA where everybody needs to take a deep breath. It's still a much better game than last year. Mm. And, you know, have fun with the, I would guess, likely upcoming foot birthday promo. But we shall see. 
Yeah. And actually, one of the things that I was saying to someone recently is a lot of the people who listen to this podcast and chatting in the Discord, someone was saying, you know, I've played over a thousand games this year, which is not unusual for a hardcore player. Now, that's about 400 hours of um, FIFA. When do you think that uh, most games that you buy, sort of story-based games, are meant to be played for about 40 hours, I think is the accepted amount. It's like a lot of game time. And you play any game for that length of time, you're going to start to see every little fault in it. I think we're definitely reaching that point in the cycle. Talking about FIFA 20 versus FIFA 19 and sort of giving people a rundown of the things that people got frustrated by was that you had this incredibly different thing last year where you had extremely overpowered mechanics which were kind of dominant and you had to use so for a while you had uh timed finesse shots which was that something oh like the one at the 180 no scopes basically is how I like yeah oh my gosh the first oh my gosh the time yeah. finesse. so that originally. was like the first couple of months when they hadn't patched or maybe like a month or so in once people started to get on it finesse shots until they patched it were unbelievably overpowered and it turned out that what they were doing was actually covering up for the fact that there was this other mechanic that then became really, really overpowered, which was um, El Tornado, which is like a, a move where you flick the ball up in the air and then you volley this cross in and uh, people were just using, you know, Team of the Year Ronaldo, actually someone suggested bringing up in this conversation, uh, just heading it in at the back post. Yeah, the the whole playing Ronaldo, I guess you see some of it this year where people will still maybe play Ronaldo out wide, but it was like mm. very commonplace to play Ronaldo out wide. Yeah. And Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah, Ibrahimovic was like the dream left attacking mid because you could hit finesse shots and you could cross to the far post and he would score yeah. like every single header. Oh, I don't miss it. Don't <laughs> yeah. miss it at all. It was a good year for me to miss it, I think, then, wasn't it? No, I think you definitely picked the right year, yeah. And actually, there was a couple of players, so I wanted to pick out the, the players that I enjoyed using, um, and actually, this feeds into your pick, I think. My first one was going to be that Foot Future Stars, Edda Militao, who um, mm. I slapped a Guardian on there, and he played um, a pretty outstanding CDM, actually, for a lot of the year for me. Extremely quick for a centre-back, of course, and... He had really, really good stamina as well. Um, just a really, really well-rounded defensive card. I think I played all across the back line by the end of the game. He was really good. And then got his team of the season as well once that came out. It was really the year that Edin Militao burst onto the scene and has now become a bit of a staple. So that's a good one. But Japes, I think you had a player in that Foot Future Stars and wanted to give that a shout out as well. Yeah, I mean, the first year of the Future Stars promo was absolutely magical, might I say. Mm. And some of these cards, when I looked back at them, oh, to have them this year would be so much fun. But the card that really was like a standout for me in my style last year was the Hossem Awar, whose name I feel like I constantly mess up, but he was just a gem and really, really budget friendly. Well, actually, no, he was like 600K, I think, or 800k uh, at one point but just a great box-to-box player and then another great box-to-box cm i really liked arthur as well i thought he was a lot of fun to use so just some the future stars promo last year was really just like a spectacular promo mm. yeah it really was and then we also had uh, uh i mean he became one of those players that was just you saw him too often but that flashback Ibrahimovic, you know he came out i think way too early really in the game cycle he was so effective when he first came out um, and he was only about, I think it was like 200k or something. It was absolute madness. It wasn't just for me, you know, the fact that you could El Tornado with him and head it in. Um, you know, he could almost do it to himself. <laughs> just a big El Tornado cross, run in there, bang it in with his head. But he, it wasn't just that. He was actually a really effective player. Uh, he has he had much higher finishing than 
Ibrahimovic's special cards do at this current point in FIFA 20, which made him much better and had maxed out strength and aggression. So he was really, really good. And then a player that uh, BMAC has put here, I think is someone that, you know, Japes and I will maybe be having a few nightmares about. Is that player of the month, Lucas? Oh, came out as, right away. Uh, yeah, he was like 40K and he came out like straight away pretty much as the game released right and just everyone had him off the everyone had him and yeah. they were like in his teams or in people's teams like through christmas i feel like yeah least, yeah or like through the holidays because he just was always good and like i don't know his stats were just always seemingly not like dominant dominant but so well-rounded and just fit the mm. meta like so so well yeah he was the vast majority of foot players like super subbed for for so long i think uh and then another interesting one which I think Japes you'll know more about is those uh, player of the month Royce cards. Soviet Neil mentioning multiple uh, Royce cards that came out. I think it was the ninety one, ninety three, and ninety four, or something like that, wasn't it? It was. It were, uh, yeah. Cards. So I skipped out on the first one because I was mm. like, I don't know those stats for the first one, and then I remember comparing the second one to Cruyff and looking at the stats and going, hmm. You're telling me I can basically get a four star uh, weak foot. Well, I think four star week for four star skills Cruyff, but for like 800k, those were odds that I liked at that point. So I definitely picked up that second player of the month, Marco Royce, and he was really solid and in my team for a very long time. But that really it taught me a lesson on Ultimate Team, which is that player of the month cards for the vast majority of them are not worth it unless the chances of them getting another player of the month are incredibly slim. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like towards as that as the year went on, I just felt like that was such a coin suck and a coin sink that I wish I hadn't participated in. And so this year, I've been super reluctant to do player of the month cards unless it was like Jamie Vardy or whatever, which was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that was so few coins. Um, and really, I guess it taught me that with... Well, I was going to say SBCs in general, but not so much because I've done a ton of SBCs this year, whereas like flashbacks are an entirely different story because you will never likely get a better version of that flashback, right? So yeah. it's just been a you know an entirely different thing for me this year, but taught me a good lesson. So best thing that came out of FIFA 19 for me. <laughs> yeah, the only good thing for James. And oh, actually, the other player that was iconic, German Bundesliga cam was Havertz, right? It was really the oh, year of Havertz. Yes. And he had the future stars Havertz. He had five star week for this year, that year, which he doesn't this year, obviously. And and he was really exceptional. Had a team of the season, tenacious C, two left foot, both pointing him out. Uh, really, really good team of the season. Uh, exceptional, ninety seven shooting, ninety six passing, ninety seven dribbling, uh, and obviously really good physical. And um, yeah, a pretty special card. And then. Oh yeah, another good one, Gomez. Papu Gomez got a team of the season with 99 pace, 98 dribbling, 97 passing. Um, Caleb pointing him out, he was also exceptional. And then the premium SPC flashback Torres, 95 rated cards. Didn't have any more than three star skills, but was super effective and a lot of people really enjoyed that card and, and a nice end to his foot career, I guess, until he becomes an icon card. So Was it, was end of the era Robin? Yes. Was that last year? Yeah, yeah, yes! Yeah, yeah. Oh. So another card that I like, I felt like I had to do, mm. and another card that taught me a lesson with like end of the era cards in particular is like this is probably going to be the best version of a card on ultimate team that you would 
ever expect to see again and so i had end of the era robin end of the era rebury and now we've got shapeshifters rebury so i don't ea you know doing me a bamboozle as they say (laughs) yeah right i think that that probably wraps us up in terms of uh fever 19 i mean as you know we don't have particularly fond memories of it but i was looking at my teams that i had by the end and they were pretty stunning so i guess that's one thing to to say there was a a plethora of uh, affordable cards that were ridiculously good, like Team of the Season Royce, who had basically maxed out stats, including quite decent defending. I'd bought for about 600k, I think it was, I was checking on the console. So there's a lot of value to come in the market over the next couple of months if we're looking back at last year, and I think that will happen. So interesting stuff. Let's um, wrap this up then. Uh, We'll try to add to this each year, actually. I think that's a nice little thing to do. But for now, um, goodbye, and uh, we'll see you if you're listening this year in this week's Extra Time podcast shortly as well. Japes, thank you very much. A pleasure as always. And Alex, thank you very much. Pleasure, thank you for having me. And thank you, listener, for joining us this week. Of course, if you're enjoying this Foot Weekly podcast and you generally enjoy Foot Weekly podcasts, then why not support the pod and get double the amount of podcast content in return? It's only $3 to support the pod, And on that tier, you do get the bonus podcasts, twice the amount of podcast action. Just go to bit.ly slash more pod. So bit.ly slash more pod. A huge thanks to all our patrons and those icon patrons. Dave B, Shane W, Thomas, Hunter B, Martin M, Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, DJ FIFA player, Robbie S, Sam R, Tom B, Cody R, Christopher L, Yannick H, David S, Hugh J, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Jimmy, Craig M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Mohammed F C, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Alistair, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Paul S, Damon H, Jason B D, Adam W, Phobius, Michael S, Jeff B, Andrew T, Roger D, Dan W, Matt H, Alan M, Savage P. At Pace of a Tortoise and Sam MG. A huge thanks for keeping this podcast going, and I'll catch you on the next one. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.